Hi everyone, I'm Alex and this is New Wine, a weekly podcast where we get to lay down the old and welcome in the new. Where there is new wine, there is new power. Now, this week we're talking about what they didn't teach us about the golden rule. You know the one, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah, that one. And (laughs) I know we all learned that growing up, but today we're talking about what they didn't teach us about the golden rule. But as you know, before we get into the episode, let's pour it up. Today we are drinking a Chardonnay. The brand is called Butternut. If you caught last week's episode, you saw a glimpse of what our wine of the week was for this week. And I'm excited to try it. I've never tried this wine before. Um, I was intrigued because, and I got this from Trader Joe's and they have an amazing wine selection by the way. (laughs) But I was intrigued because the description for the wine was like vanilla, um, something else. I think vanilla is the main word that kind of really caught my attention. I'll try to find a picture of it, but um, it's from t- 2019, made in California. It's a Chardonnay, so it's going to be a white wine for us. If you like white wine, this might be a good win for you. Um, on the back of the bottle, it says, uh, from Butternut, we have sourced grapes from throughout California to create a luscious, round Chardonnay. The wine is aged on 100% new French oak for seven months to add more depth and layers to the wine. Um, it's in between of having an oak flavor and a rich and creamy flavor. So versus a wine that has no oak and no crisp to it, this wine is more so on the spectrum of having a more oak flavor and a rich and creamy um, feel to your mouth. So let's open it up. And I'm excited. I, I feel like I had a dream about this wine, no lie. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I've always seen that brand butternut in the stores and never tried it. So cheers. If you got your glass, be sure to pour it up with us as we get into the episode. We're going to pour about this much. Again, I do not have a measure. So like maybe, maybe one day I'll get professional and get a, get a, um, a way to measure out how much wine I'm pouring. It does have a twist top, so I thought I, that's great. You don't have to um, use a wine opener for it. So yeah, cheers. Oh, oh, okay. This is really good. Wow, I like you. This is good. This is good for real, for real. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is good. Go to Trader Joe's, get this girl, Butternut Chardonnay. Go get her, go get her. Tell them New Wine Podcast sent you. Tell them Alex sent you. Tell me your mama sent you. I don't care who sends you. Go get this. This is so good. It's very refreshing. I, it's, it's, it's creamy. I taste like that creamy flavor or that creamy, um, I guess, feeling to the wine. Um, yes, ma'am. It's giving like I could drink this at dinner. I can drink this in the morning. I can drink this at a picnic. It's not sparkling, but it is a white wine and it's a Chardonnay. So it's going to have a very light taste to it. I, I could eat this with tacos. I could eat this with pasta, with chicken, with steak even. Honestly, maybe. I'm not a big steak person, but like 
Yes, girl, you're good. This is good. We might drink, we might pour it up a little bit more during the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, she's good. She's good. Okay, so as you know, we have a part of the podcast called Wine or Dine. Now, this is when you can submit any and every question you want to me on Instagram. Hit my DMs up at underscore new wine podcast on Instagram and let me know what you want to know. I haven't gotten a DM yet, so I'm just moving along and thinking that, okay, I guess no one has questions or wants to ask any for any advice on anything, but if you're that person, stick your little toe in the water, jump into my DMs on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast and let me know what you want to know. It could be about literally anything. Um, it's just a time for me to share, open up myself, become more vulnerable and just like share different experiences or share advice that maybe I can help with. And if I don't know, I'll just simply say, I don't know because I don't have all the answers and that's a fact. Um, but yeah, so check into the wine and dine portion of the podcast. But today, as we've done in the previous episodes, we're going to play a game of would you rather. So grab your glass and let's play. The first question is, would you rather be alone? forever or surrounded by people forever as much as I love my alone time I will say forever I would rather be surrounded by people I genuinely love people but I do get energized and I guess I should say I get you know I find my rest and myself and like get in tune with what's going on with me in a in a space when I'm alone more than when I'm in a space with people but I would definitely rather be around people forever if I had to choose we need people we can't do life alone as much as like we're independent women and like able to do a lot of things at the end of the day even if it's a man or a woman that we're leaning on like I need my girlfriends, I need my man, like, I need my mama, I need my dad, I need my sister, like, I need my people around me. Um, next question, have, have, which, wow, would you rather have your phone break or your shower break? My phone break every day, because I'm dirty, where? No, we, I, you know, I'm, you see my color? Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> I would rather have my phone broken than to have my shower broken. Um, would you rather live in a world where everyone can communicate with animals or be the only person who can communicate with animals? Ooh, I would rather, if I had to pick, I would rather be the only person who can communicate with animals. I've always wanted to be Dr. Doolittle, like all from a young age. I love animals. I feel like we are like connected in some way. So if I had to pick, I would just pick me, but it would be awesome if everyone could communicate with animals because I just think they're like one of God's gifts to us here on earth. Would you rather have your partner read your entire text feed with your best friend or with your ex? Um, probably gonna pick the best friend because the ex is given toxic. It's given like he gonna be asking why y'all said that. What that mean? You don't do that with me. Like, mm -mm -mm -mm. look at the best friend text. I'm good. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather live in your bathroom with your phone for a year and get a million dollars, or go one year without your phone and get a million dollars? Would you rather live in your bathroom with your phone or go a year outside of your bathroom so you can go anywhere in the world without your phone and get, give me, give, give, 
out, get me out the house. I'm going to get the million dollars out the house uh, and take the phone. Baby, yeah, give me a camera if I'm trying to take pictures. I can use somebody else's phone. Like, I'll be all right. I probably would obviously miss I think I would probably try to use email and something to just communicate with people like on a frequent basis. But I think I would choose to be out of the house with a million instead of locked in my bathroom with a phone and a million dollars. Like, what we... What, we, we can't even go to the store. We can't even go to Target. What are we doing? Would you rather know what your future love life looks like or have it be a mystery? Oh, if I had to choose, I would rather definitely know what it's going to look like. But you know the God we serve. It's going to be a mystery to me. I'm not going to know till I know. And he, I got to keep it that way because Alex will mess something up. If I knew what was about to happen or something was coming or, yeah, girl, you're going to meet him in 10 days. I would have a countdown calendar. I would be like looking at every guy who passed me like, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? I wouldn't go outside until the 10th day. Like, mm mm. Just just let it be a mystery to me because, girl, I'm going to mess it up. All right, last question. Would you rather a guy decide what you eat for dinner or have you be involved? Ladies, come on, give me the answer. You already know. You already know. Keep us involved 1,000%. Like, I want you to think about what we're going to eat, but I also want you to keep me involved. I don't want you to, like, lean on me to figure out everything that we're going to eat all the time. But don't just be like pulling up somewhere and saying like, oh, we're going to eat here. And you don't know if I even like it or not. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would probably, I, I hear me saying that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like to be surprised. <laughs> but when it comes to food, just keep keep Alex involved. That's all I'm going to say. Alrighty. That wraps up our part of the podcast for Wine and Dine slash Would You Rather. Hit my DMs up for any other questions or or um, advice that you would like to have um, about anything that you may be walking through um, that I can share with you. Alrighty. So now, like I said, you know, I want to talk about how they didn't teach us everything we needed to know about the golden rule. So we learned um, treat people the way that you want to be treated, right? Um, and I think it's obviously some validation to that. And I do believe in that, actually. <laughs> what they did not teach me, at least, maybe some of y'all learned this, but what I didn't learn um, when I was learning about the golden rule growing up, and actually, let's pause to take a sip. Wow, this is so good. Go get this wine, y'all. Um, okay, so what I didn't learn was that sometimes, even though you treat people the way that you want to be treated, they don't always appreciate that. And it's not your job to get them to appreciate that. Right? They didn't tell us that. <laughs> they didn't tell us that that was going to happen. They I, I grew up and just thought, oh, people are just going to treat me exactly how I treat them. And like, yeah, no, they don't. Um, you know, they also didn't teach us that you have to remember not to betray yourself out of the sense of like, I have to treat them the way I, they, the way I want to get treated. So I'm going to betray parts of me that make me me in an effort to please this person or be good to this person. And we're, we're unlearning that this week. We are laying that down. We are laying down those old wineskins and we're picking up the wineskins that teach us, hey, yes, 
treat people how you want to be treated. Yes, be good to people. Yes, love people, right? We want to we want to pick all of that up. But let's with our other hand, let's also pick up the desire or even the understanding that when as you're treating people the way that you want to be treated, please be sure that you're not disrespecting yourself in the process. Please be sure that you're not lowering yourself or your sense of purpose, your sense of identity to treat people in a way that they just simply don't appreciate. And it's not to say that everything we do right like is for an applause. That's hopefully that's not what I sound like. That's not what I'm saying. But and I want to make that I want to make that clear um, because I understand the part of us who we are servants and we do we do love others and we do put others before us in a lot of moments, right? Um, especially for the sake of the gospel, like especially for the sake of like I want to share with this person about Jesus. And I don't care if they like me, if they love me, if they want to be my best friend. Like I want to tell them about Jesus because I know that Jesus can change their lives. So like. At the end of the day, some moments will call you to come beyond yourself to reach that one more person. I think there is there is a part of us that can surrender our need for like reciprocation so that we can reach that one more person for the sake of the kingdom. Now, what I'm talking about is in everyday life, friendships, relationships, jobs, family, co-workers, you name it, those relationships in your life where you have found yourself lowering parts of who you are because you're trying to treat people in a way that they just simply won't and will not appreciate. Um, so many times in my life, I found myself giving so much of my love away in spaces that did not deserve my love. They just did not deserve it. They didn't deserve parts of me. They didn't deserve like my attention or my, even my adoration, I would say, which is, oh, they didn't deserve my adoration towards them. Um, and I know at the time I just did the best I could, but I also know that I had this sense in me that was like, I'm going to fix them. I'm going to change them. One day they will appreciate it. One day they will see how great of a woman I am. One day they will miss my friendship. One day they'll wish I still worked here. One day they will, you know, know the value of the person that I am in their lives. And I would hold on to things so tightly because of the perception of what would, what could be, and I would treat them well based off of my understand or based off of my idea that one day it was going to be different. When in reality, like that day never came, <laughs> and I didn't know that that day wasn't ever going to come. They didn't teach me that when they was teaching me about the golden rule, and I got something to say to the elders to the Sunday school teachers like when y'all was teaching us that because I was listening don't get I was listening I was all ears I was all ears <laughs> you know um listening and just like trying to trying to do right trying to be the best person I could be when I was younger and a lot of that I've had to unlearn as I've gotten older um, and I'm sure some, I'm sure some of you have too, but you know, you don't have to stay in toxic, toxic environments out of the sake of say, out of the sake of saving face or even, you know, trying to be the bigger person to people who, who are committed to not being the bigger person to you ever. <laughs> it's different when you have to be the bigger person one time, maybe twice, maybe, maybe three times, maybe. 
when you got to be the bigger person to someone in your life who you are deeply in relationship with every single time, I just don't know if that is the way to freedom. I just don't know if that is the way to life and light. If that's the way to, you know, just being happy and joyful on this earth, if you have to always continuously chase after these people, relationships, opportunities who are committed to not understanding you or who are committed to treating you a certain way, if you have to constantly chase yourself, chase after that for their approval, like I just don't think that that is the way to go. There's also something I learned that they didn't <laughs> that they didn't teach us about the golden rule, and it was and I wrote this down. There is a way to show up in your life and demand the respect that you rightfully deserve from people um, and environments around you and demand that respect that really speaks to who you are as a child of God without treating people negatively or without treating yourself negatively. Like there is a way that your identity can rise to the top and you can present yourself in a way to the world in that form and not change it, not manipulate it, not alter it, like present yourself in that way. And if someone doesn't respond to your true identity or how your true identity shows up in the world, you can still bless them on your way out the door. <laughs> you don't have to stay in the room and try to get them to figure out, you know, the blessing of who you are. You get to walk away saying, that's my identity. If you don't have the capacity to approach me or to love me or to, you know, to welcome me in my truest identity, then I got to go because like this is not the space for me. And that's love. Like I think because we grew up and I know I'm speaking for me, I know I speak for others too, but I think there is a part of us that as we grew up in this world when we were younger that wanted to really just appear and wanted to present ourselves and wanted to just be quiet and get along and and just stay, you know, stay behind the bushes, don't stir the pot, you know, just kind of like be be there but not really be seen and not really kind of show up, you know, as who we were, even if we were being disrespected. Like, even if someone was disrespecting us, like, I know me, I'm a person, like, if someone's disrespecting me, I definitely turn inward and I don't I don't immediately respond to their disrespect. A part of that is just wisdom. I don't I don't respond to every fool who's hollering at me. Like, I don't, res I don't respond to every response that, like, somebody is screaming, but... Sometimes too, I cho I've chosen not to respond because I respond because I felt like, well, maybe they're right, which is a really sad reality that I had to unlearn. That a lot of the times when I accepted people's treatment of me, even when I was treating them good, <laughs> even when I was treating them like Christ would have treated them, even if I was just doing the best that I could, you know, to just treat them well. If someone didn't respond to me in a way that I felt like I deserved, I often thought that maybe that's what I deserve. Maybe that was a part of me who didn't do something right or who didn't get it all right, you know? And I critiqued myself, critiqued myself, critiqued myself until I realized and I sat back and I'm like, Alex, their desire or their, their understanding of you and, and their lack of, I guess I should say, their lack of understanding of you. Um, 
I really sat back and I just said, Alex, you know, their lack of understanding of you does not alter who you know Alex to be, right? Like who I know myself to be doesn't change based off of what someone else how someone else treats me and how someone else sees me or speaks to me like if i don't command that respect outwardly then how do they even know how to treat me how would they even know that that's disrespectful or they can't talk to me that way or whatever if i'm just accepting it accepting and accepting it in the in the frame of like i just gotta stay a good girl basically <laughs> like i just can't make a pee but it's gotta like keep 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 the violence down or whatever i don't know but like if i just stayed in that mentality i would just keep getting beat on and at the end of the day that's hurting me right like that's hurting us the way that we allow people to treat us hurts us it hurts our own self-esteem it hurts our own perspective of ourselves and when we consistently allow people to treat us how they want to treat us but we're treating them well on the other side of it i think it does teach them a lesson i think it does maybe maybe it helps them you know realize like oh well this they're still being kind to me even though i'm not being kind to them like i think parts of that does help and does teach people who are committed to just being mean but it's not the full story of how we need to interact with people um and i just think like you know i think about past jobs i think about friendships i think definitely i think about romantic relationships and i went to the bible basically when i was thinking about these relationships in my life and these interactions i've had in my life and like what does god say about treating people how you know you want to be treated and loving others and you know how can I still show up as a Christian, still show up as a woman in my power, recognize my flaws, but also command the respect that I definitely deserve and command the loyalty of just someone being kind to me um, as a as a like that's automatic that's not anything that i needed to needed to earn from them that should just come automatic. but when I was reading the Bible. I went to these two scriptures. The first one is from Galatians chapter five, verse 14. It says, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. This scripture teaches, when I was younger, I felt like I, I heard that scripture as love your neighbor more than you love yourself. As I've gotten older, I've really paid attention to what the scripture actually says, love your neighbor as yourself. If I am loving me, if I am loving Alex the way that Alex is supposed to be loved, then I can love my neighbor how Alex is loved. So if I don't tolerate disrespect towards myself, I'm not going to tolerate this disrespect from someone else. If I'm treating Alex the way that she's supposed to be treated, then I can treat others the way that Alex would be treated. Also meaning if Alex wouldn't tolerate disrespect or wouldn't tolerate someone, you know, um, being, un being unkind or just showing, you know, overall distaste for Alex when she, I had not to say I'm perfect, but just to say, like, I haven't done anything, but they're just like beating up on me and just treating me wrong and calling me names or whatever. Like, if I wouldn't accept that for myself, I'm definitely not going to accept it from someone else. And when you love yourself in that way, you command people around you to love yourself in the way that you're supposed to be loved too. 
The next scripture I read was from Luke 6, 31, and it says, do to others as you would like them to do to you, which is the golden rule, right? Like we, we hear that verse, we we're taught that verse in some way or another, you know, throughout our lives. And when we do unto others as we would like them to do, to do to us, there's a part of us that grows from that because we realize, you know what, regardless of how someone has treated me in the past, I can make the decision today to never let anyone else in my future treat me that way. I can make the decision today to never allow myself to be in environments, to be in jobs, relationships, friendships, opportunities even that seem good on the outside. I'm never gonna allow myself to step foot in that arena, especially if I know that it's not gonna mean me well, the person that I am on the inside, it's not gonna mean me well and for my future. Um, when we do unto others as we would do unto ourselves, um, a lot of people won't appreciate that. Like I've been in many jobs <laughs> where, and really just I could think of one specific job when I worked at the church where I really gave so much of me. And so they took so much of me, not just my work, not just my time, but me as a person. And the, the hard part of recovery from church hurt and the season of where I just gave so much of me was that a lot of it, I had to take accountability for it for myself, right? Like I couldn't blame that on them. I blamed myself for putting myself in a position where others beat down on me or others, you know, really didn't appreciate the, the woman that I was and the value that I brought to um, to their business ultimately, you know, and, and I can look at that, look at that same example in, in relationships. Like as much as I would be annoyed by someone not treating me well or not being faithful to me or, you know, the whole, whatever, I have so many examples from rela romantic relationship perspectives where I say, a lot of that was me staying in, staying in that position longer than I should have, staying in that relationship longer than I should have for the sake of me just trying to save face or trying to, you know, win people over or whatever. When in reality, I should have said, you know what, this place is not loving me how I would love me. So like the Bible says, do to, do to others as you would like them to do to you. If I wouldn't allow myself, the real me, if Alex wouldn't allow the allow herself to stay in those relationships or stay in those jobs or, or opportunities or wherever I, friendships too, if who I am would not allow, if I, if Alex basically, if Al, if I could see Alex outside of me, right? If I was looking at her and like she was like it was a duplicate in front of me and I was looking at her and she was like, hey, so should I stay here in this relationship? Because like they're not loving me. I'm like, no, what do you mean? Like, come on. Should I, you know, and I'm looking at her. She asked me a question like, should I stay in this job because they're not treating me well? And I've tried to be faithful. I've prayed about it. And I just don't feel as if I'm supposed to be here. Girl, no, let's go find you another job. Like, it's, it's simple, right? When we, when we can really put ourselves outside of ourselves and really look at what we've been in and ask ourselves, does that really make sense that I would put myself in that situation where I can't be loved properly? And if I can't be loved properly, 
in a sense, I'm not going to love them back properly. If I'm not being loved well, and that's the that's the truth of what of my environment in that season, then I can't love out well either. And then they're not and then they don't grow and they don't they're not happy. And they they're constantly frustrated too because the love that they're giving me, I'm trying to give back to them and really we're just not on the same page. Um and so as we lay down the old of just not allowing ourselves to, you know, this week, as we remember the golden rule, it tells us to treat others how we would want to be treated. Let's also remember to treat ourselves in the way that we would want to be treated because how we treat ourselves is the way that we will love others. And if we are treating ourselves in the way that we would want to show that love to others, but others don't receive that love or they don't want to receive that love or they can't even reciprocate that love back to us, then my friend, it's time to put your stuff in your purse. It's time to pack your bags. It's time to get your clothes together. And it's time to maybe step away. It's time for you to realize that loving yourself is who you're first called to love, right? Your love, love God, love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. If that neighbor is not receiving that love, then they, you know, then we have to make the hard decision, painful decisions, heartbreaking decisions to pick up what we have left and move forward with those pieces and never allow anyone to treat us that way again. Um, people aren't perfect, <laughs> you know, it's something that we all have to realize. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect. No one in your life is perfect, no matter how they present themselves, they're not perfect. And when we understand that, we really grasp, grasp you know, I know I'm not perfect. I know they're not perfect, but I'm doing the best I can. I don't know if they're doing the best that they can, but with the best that I can, I'm going to move along. With the best that I have, best knowledge I have right now, um, I'm going to step out. I'm going to move out. I'm going to make a way out for me so that I can be loved properly. Um, I'll also say, like, as I've gotten older, I've realized a lot of the times where I felt rejection, which really brings me into, before I start, I guess really brings me into the Pour It For It segment of the podcast. Um, pour It For It is a part of the podcast where we get to pour knowledge, wisdom, advice, encouragement into the next and upcoming generation. So if you have any advice that you want to share with the next generation, please send it to me on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast. Let me know what you wish, what you would share and I will be sure to read your advice here on the podcast. Um, if you have an advice question for me, send it to me on a DM. Um, but it, my hope for this time of pour it forward is that the next and upcoming generation can realize the power of who they are, right? It's a lot of things that I went through as a child, as a teenager, as a college student, as a young adult, that if I would have really known my power, and the way that I didn't have to lower myself for others, I think I would have you know, really approach myself and other people differently. But now as you know better, you do better. So I hope that this part of the podcast really helps the next generation, but also speaks to the younger child and all of us because that person is still us today. You know, we're still healing from childhood wounds. We're still we're still getting over our trauma, you know. And so I hope that this part of the podcast really pours into you as well as into the next generation. Um but when we think about 
the pour it for it segment and who you know who we are as young adults um or teenagers even if you're listening to the podcast um i want you guys to remember that you can trust god to build your circle Um, when i say circle i mean friendships specifically you can trust God to build the friendships that surround you. You don't have to put yourself out there in a way that's demeaning to you to gain friendships. You don't have to lower your standards to gain friendships. You don't have to buy things for people to gain friendships. Um, you know, you who you are as your as the individual as you are, especially as you're growing into the person that you that you're going to be. That person God knows that person God sees and you can trust him to build the friendships around you. Um, You can trust him to build your circle, to build your sisterhood, to build your network of community. And you don't have to diminish yourself or lower your standards or compromise yourself to gain friendships. Trust God to build your circle. Sisterhood is important. Friendships are important more than it's, but more than saying like, oh, I have a sisterhood or, oh, I have all the best friends in the world. More than saying that, you want to be able to say, I have the right people around me, not just people. You want to have the right people around you that it makes a huge difference when you don't have the right people around you. It really changes the outlook that you have for yourself and for other people and for the world. If I believed in myself, but the person who was closest to me didn't believe in me, it would it would be hard for me to just like step over them and be like, well, girl, you're you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I believe in myself because I love them. I want to build a friendship with them. I trust them. So I'm going to try to believe what they're telling me is true. So if you don't have the right people around you, trust God to build your circle. Um I know that there I, when I was when I was thinking about this, like I thought, you know, I had this this heartbeat in me, basically, that someone is really struggling in the area of friendships listening to this podcast. Maybe your friendship circles have changed. Maybe your best friend is not your best friend anymore. Or maybe you just have never had friends. You've never had a sisterhood and you wonder, like, when am I ever going to have like these close friends that everyone else that everyone else has? Right. I want you to know that God sees you. He's asking me to share this on the podcast just for you. And he wants you to know that as much as you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. You can trust God to build your circle. A part of it, a part of us trusting God and building and building our circles, you know, present yourself as friendly, <laughs> you know, be true to who you are. I would say be true to who you are. Don't try to change yourself to get friends or whatever. Be, be true to who you are. But also smile maybe at some people who are walking past you. If you have if you if you're new to a school or new to a job or whatever, maybe smile at someone and see if they smile back. You know, sometimes I think we make it harder than we than than it has to be. And God is trying to get good things to us, but we just like, oh, well, I, I want my friends to come like knock on the door and tell me, oh, hey, I'm your friend that God sent to your door. Like he can't do that all the time. So Go outside, <laughs> go where people are, smile, present yourself as friendly, but also stay true to yourself and trust God to build your circle. Um, a lot of the times we seek friendships from people who just simply don't have the capacity to love us in that way. And it does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. All right. 
a lot of times, like I was trying to kind of saying earlier, I've often felt rejected from friends or or relationships. I, when I felt rejected, I really I really turned the mirror on myself instead of turning the mirror on the other person. When someone rejected me, I really said like, man, what's wrong with me? Like I must really suck or whatever. When in reality, a lot of the times when I'm not receiving the love from others, it's really it really has a lot to do with them. And really a very, very, very small fraction, if any, has it has has to do with me. It, a lot of it has to do with that other person. Maybe they grew up in a house that didn't show love. Maybe they haven't worked through their trauma or their heartbreak to like really give out love. And that's their own journey. What you can do is go around the people who love you and celebrate you and choose you for who you are and and respect you and show you your value and, and reciprocate love to you. Friendships change. As you get older, you'll see it way more. And it's hard. It's painful. It's sad. But when you go through the motions of it and you really try to understand what God is doing, sometimes when people leave your life, he's really taking you to another level. He's really showing you who's for you. He's putting the right people around you. He's putting the, he's putting maybe even more mature voices around you. Sometimes people who you grew up with may not be the same voices you hear when you're older because God is taking you from level to level. It's not to say that you're better than anyone or that they don't stick around, but it's just to say that things do change. Relationships do change. Friendships do change. And that's okay because we all are going to learn this week and moving forward how to trust God with the cir- with our circles and how he's going to put us in places where the right people are attracted to us as who we are. And we don't have to lower ourselves to do it, right? Um, So trust God to build your circle. Um, Anyone out there who's struggling with friendships, I'll just say this quick prayer. Lord, I thank you for my friend. I thank you that you're going to bless them to find the right people that are for their lives. I know that Sometimes it's hard to meet people, especially as an adult. I can't imagine even in middle school and high school, sometimes even that's hard to meet people. Um, I just thank you that you are a God who sees us, who knows us, and you know how to put us around the right people. So as we welcome in friendships, as we smile and go around people and make ourselves friendly, we trust that you're going to put the right people in our path and that when you put them in our path, it'll make sense. It'll make sense why people rejected us. It'll make sense why you didn't let certain people come around in our lives because you are preserving our love for the people who could receive it. So I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you guys for joining me on the podcast um, this week. I'm having so much fun filming this and connecting with all of you. Please be sure to like and subscribe. If you didn't know, we're on YouTube. So if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you can watch the video of me talking (laughs) on YouTube. Um, And join the family, subscribe. Let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast. And let us know how you're enjoying the podcast, how what you want to see from the podcast, what you want to hear from the podcast. I'm all open. We're growing together. And this is not just about me because I don't have all the answers. (laughs) This is about me being a vessel for the person, the God that I know who has all the answers. So um, until next time, I can't wait to share and pour it up with you guys next week. Cheers. 4 a.m.
when I call up your phone, me I just wanna say hi. It's a lie, me I lonely tonight. Me I lonely tonight. Baby, one more time when I call.